When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome in, ladies and gentlemen, to another edition of the On the Pony Express podcast. I am Billy Embody. Thanks for listening. Hope you guys enjoyed our video that we dropped on Monday, kicking off our partnership with Bill Armstrong and Liz Armstrong and Epic Wines. We'll talk a little bit more about them later in this edition, um, but it was fun uh, catching up with Bill and also meeting some of the Mustang band, too, uh, as we wrapped up recording. Uh, the band was getting in there for practice and they've expanded uh, to uh, about 80 members, up 20 from last year. Got to meet uh, some of the members of the band, some of the uh, leadership of the band. Uh, also met Brandon, uh, one of our longtime listeners. So, so shout out Brandon uh, as well. Um, one of the band members who uh, is a loyal listener to On the Pony Express. So guys, uh, lots to get to today on the podcast. ACC expansion hits a delay, very unfortunate situation going on there. Um, with the shooting at UNC um, and some other things on the on the schedule, which has caused the delay, um, but it could still happen at any time. We'll talk about that though, um, and where things stand. We'll also break down the depth chart uh, that just came out just before we started to record. So I completely shifted gears. Was going to drop my preseason predictions, but that's going to wait until uh, later this week. So we will do that uh, on another edition. But let's jump on in here and talk a little bit about the ACC and where things stand. So Monday, the tragic shooting at North Carolina, Chapel Hill happened, and that press pause on the ACC president's meeting with the hopes of potentially getting a vote across the finish line that would add Cal, SMU, and Stanford. Now, if you've been following this, we've been reporting throughout the last few weeks that there was momentum behind the scenes that the schools wanted to get this done. It was just more of a matter of could they agree on the money in terms of the revenue sharing? And we've talked a lot about that. It's going to be performance-based in terms of who, who makes the college football playoff, who wins the conference, um, NCAA tournament, all those things from some of the secondary revenue that this league is going to bring in. How that is ultimately divided up is going to be something that we'll learn in the aftermath but this league is moving toward a performance-based revenue-sharing system with their secondary revenue that would come from schools like Cal, Stanford, SMU joining the league. Of course, SMU willing to give up seven years of revenue to make this happen. And the good thing for SMU is, as we've seen the reporting kind of evolve, if you've been following Ross Dellinger, Pete Thamel, they get some of the nitty-gritty specifics that from the ACC side that maybe I don't necessarily get as much of uh, when it comes to how this is going to all play out. But one thing that is critical here is that SMU is going to be able to receive that college football playoff NCAA tournament type of revenue to supplant that TV revenue where that revenue is going to go to the schools and be split and however they agree to split that revenue from the initial TV de deal, 
That's not on SMU. That's what they're foregoing, but they'll get the money from college football playoff, NCAA tournament, things like that. But the league is moving toward this performance-based model, which also would push some money towards their, quote, success initiatives, which they announced earlier this spring amid kind of that uh, unrest from Florida State, Clemson, some of the other schools that were talking about maybe even dissolving the ACC back in the spring. So that is something that they are working on getting across the finish line is what does the revenue breakdown end up being that allows this expansion to happen and then pushes uh, SMU, Cal, and Stanford into the league. That's what we're waiting on. And it isn't a situation where I don't think we're going to have to wait much longer. Um, I do see a vote happening in the near future. They, the ACC did unveil its new headquarters on Tuesday. We've got Hurricane Idalia uh, hitting the Florida coast as well, which impacts Florida State, another piece to this puzzle. So how does the timing play out? It, my, your guess is as good as mine. I, I pulsed a couple sources uh, around uh, nationally, around SMU on uh, Tuesday to kind of get a feel, hey, um, th- where do things stand here? Because this was gathering so much momentum um, and, and was headed toward a vote. And now we saw that get, you know, paused. And there's a lot going on. And I failed to mention there's also the College Football Playoff Committee that is meeting in Dallas this week as well. And there's some ACC leaders involved with that. So, I mean, if I'm reading tea leaves, maybe we're sitting here Thursday morning waiting uh, to see what a vote is actually going to uh, say and what and what is uh, what the presidents will ultimately agree on. But that's me strictly reading tea leaves, which is why I'm, I'm going to just share that and, and preference that. Don't want people to set the alarms and then uh, come on and blast me. But that is one of those things where you have this tragic situation and then you have real other events that are going on and impacting schedules of leaders across the ACC. They're not going to sit around and cancel college football playoff discussion if ACC Commissioner Jim Phillips can't be involved in the uh, ACC uh, president's meeting with uh all that needs to happen on that front. So it is a very complicated time that has now kind of occurred um, for all of this to happen. And so SMU is waiting. They're waiting patiently. One thing that I've just some sources have hit on, we don't expect things to change from how this has been playing out behind the scenes. We see the momentum. It's not being shot down. This is something that over the last few weeks, this league has worked hard toward and it seems like they're going to get it across the finish line. Even Jim, Jim Phillips talked about today when they unveiled the headquarters of the ACC, expanding the brand not only regionally but across the country. Well, how do you do that? Uh, I got three schools in mind uh, as far as how they can expand that ACC brand. So we'll be tracking that at OnThePonyExpress.com. And if you haven't picked up a subscri- subscription today, um, the first two days, uh, or I guess uh, Monday and also over the weekend, have been dropping tidbits on kind of where things stand, kind of interacting with our subscribers as far as what I'm hearing. But you can join today for just a dollar for your first month or 50% off your annual subscription. So jump on board. Football season is here. It's the perfect time to join on theponyexpress.com for more info. 
Before we jump into some takeaways on the football side of things, as well as depth chart, I got to tell you guys, our friends at Epic Wines, Bill and Liz Armstrong, two SMU alums who met at SMU. If you heard the video on um, a Tuesday morning, I guess, uh, that we dropped it, actually. They really have their heart and soul in SMU in so many ways, obviously supporting football. But one thing they do extremely well, and I can tell you I've experienced it firsthand, that is producing great wine. And they have been so kind to hook up our listeners and our subscribers with a promo code for free shipping. Use the promo code PONY, P-O-N-Y, for free shipping on your order. You can go to epicwines.com and just take a look at everything they have to offer. Um, Bill and I were talking a little bit more um, off camera about what we have in store uh, for a lot of people um, in the future with this partnership, including maybe a pony case um, that we're going to get going. So we're going to sample some wines throughout the season. You'll be able to buy that case of wines or half case and uh, pick those bottles that Bill and I are going to be tasting throughout the football season. So Epic Wines, you can check them out. They're in Paso, they're in Paso Robles, um, out there in California, just south of Monterey. Uh, it's a beautiful, beautiful area. So be sure to check them out, epicwines.com. We're going to have a ton more content with Bill throughout the season that I'm excited about putting together with him. Um, and so just support Epic Wines. I know a lot of people on the message board have already gone out and um, either purchased online or some are going to Pogo's in Dallas uh, to uh, pick up some Epic bottles of wine. So uh, appreciate Bill and Liz for supporting the podcast as well. We jump into some depth depth chart discussion because this kind of you know snuck up on me a little bit. The uh, depth chart was released uh, Tuesday late afternoon um, through SMU's uh, game notes. So we do have a lot to get to on that. And I think for me, there's a lot to take away from it. Uh, one, uh, and it's game one. I always kind of joke around um, the use of or in the uh, week one depth chart, but it is uh, certainly getting some run, especially on the defensive side of the ball. Um, and SMU has, you know, the advantage of, maybe not having film out there, maybe not knowing, uh, or Louisiana Tech not knowing their substitutions and all of those things, um, which I think is really, you know, there's some merit to it from time to time when you look at some of those things and kind of how they play out. Uh, but for SMU overall, uh, they do have uh, some game film to break down on Louisiana Tech. They played FIU uh, last Saturday in what was really an ugly game. But um, uh, Louisiana Tech is able to kind of maybe get some of their kinks out that they showed against uh, FIU. But for our sake, I am going to go ahead and throw the depth chart um, up there on the screen for you guys um, as it's out now. Um, this is going to be your first look at um, how SMU stands heading into the season. And so we'll break this down here, guys. And I think for me, a couple things stand out right off the jump. And I want to start before I get into the defense, because that is what ultimately stands out to me the most. Preston Stone is set to be SMU's quarterback this year. He's waited a long time for this opportunity. So it's no surprise that he is the quarterback uh, over Kevin Jennings, who uh, has continued to develop throughout fall camp. I don't think it's something where um, 
you know, SMU is not uh, excited about what Kevin's going to bring as the backup this year. But Preston Stones waited his turn, and I asked him on Tuesday um, what it meant to him to finally be named SMU's quarterback. So before we jump into takeaways, uh, here's what Preston Stones said about SMU and what it means to him. Um, man, that's a that's a good question. It's a, <laughs> it's a, it's it means a lot. It really does. You know, I've um, I've been I've been coming to SMU games for as long as I can remember. You know, we're coming here and watching Kyle Padrone and Matt Davis play, um, and now to finally uh, get to play quarterback for the school is is really really special. Um, it, it it means a lot. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. There he is. Uh, it means a lot, uh, is what he said at the end there. And I think for him, he's very confident in what he's got in front of him. And you can look at the running back room and see Jalen Knighton, LJ Johnson, Tyler Levine. You've got the or there between LJ Johnson and Tyler Levine. But Jalen Knighton was out of that um, red jersey he was in uh, earlier uh, last week, I should say, to kind of close out fall camp. And so he's ready to go. He's a full go. Uh, he looked very explosive today at practice. And I, I feel like for Jalen Knighton, he's taken a lot of heat here and there, you know, from his time at Miami. You know, he's he's he struggled with some fumbles here and there. But I think for him now to get this opportunity in a, in a very comfortable offense, as you see him there if you're watching on YouTube, he's going to take advantage of it. I, I think looking back, you know, you miss the explosiveness from Ulysses Bentley that SMU had in the past, but I go back to Braden West um, as far as, you know, explosive pass catching versatile running backs that SMU has missed. And Jalen Knighton is that guy and he's going to be able to come in right away and really uh, I think shine. I, I do. I, I think he's going to be involved in the passing game. He's obviously going to get some carries in the backfield as a starter uh, I was a little interested to see how the depth chart would play out at running back and see if there would be an or with Jalen Knighton, LJ Johnson, Tyler Levine. Th those are the three guys that have separated themselves. Velton Gardner's had a really good camp. Kamar Wheaton's been a little banged up, but it's no surprise to see those guys as the top three backs for SMU. And I think expectations are through the roof for uh, Jalen Knighton and what he's going to do for SMU. When you get to tight end, again, another – Really not surprising position. RJ Maryland coming off of his freshman season that he had. And Nolan Matthews Harris is a guy that they've really leaned on and relied upon uh, to be that second tight end for SMU that they've really missed throughout in the last couple years. Ben Redding was really catching his stride and then got hurt in that Houston game. And they missed somebody that has size and ability to block and all those things. And so they bring in Nolan Matthews Harris a few years ago, and he's battled injuries and he's you know shown flashes and 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 this and that. But this is his first offseason that I can remember at SMU that he's really been healthy throughout it. He had a great spring, he had a good summer, and now he's poised to be that 
tight end behind RJ Maryland. And and Casey Wood said last week, just they were pretty happy with the development of that room. And and long-term that room looks great. I mean, RJ Maryland's going to be back for sure next year, maybe uh, leaves after next year. Uh, But Nolan Matthews Harris will have another year that they'll have the three freshmen back. They'll have a lot of options in that room for years to come. But I think with, with Nolan Matthews Harris, he's just getting a little bit more confidence. So you have a bulked up RJ Maryland, who's now back for his sophomore year. He's expected to do a lot of things for SMU this season. But to get Nolan Matthews Harris in there, and SMU likes playing two tight ends, that'll kind of help them maybe not necessarily have to bring in an H-back and wave the flag and say, okay, SMU's going to run the football here. Stone Evie or Elijah Chapman, here are the two H-backs. This is where it's going. It's going right up the middle or they're going off tackle, whatever. That allows them to maybe play with a little bit more versatility. So um, that that is a good one-two punch as long as they stay healthy. And they've got some other options that they hope develop throughout the year. You go out to wide receiver, and this is this is the fun group. Uh, this is where it gets really interesting for SMU because you get Jordan Curley and Keyshawn Smith as the co-starters on the outside, which is going to be interesting to see how that goes. Um, just because the ore is there, and this is what I love about the depth chart because so much about watching practice is trying to figure out where guys play and you'll really see this on the defensive side too but for me i kind of view jordan curley and Keyshawn smith as opposite of each other i mean jordan curley is the unquestioned outside guy um at wide out then you're gonna have Keyshawn smith on the other side battle it out with moochie dixon romello brince and jordan hudson not to be the case jordan curley is battling with Keyshawn smith at that one wide receiver spot and so I think that makes it intriguing for this season because you have Jordan Curley, who is in his last year of college football, whereas uh, Keyshawn Smith has another year. So th- that makes things interesting as far as the progression goes. So you could get Keyshawn Smith more comfortable. You can give him some snaps. And I do think it's going to be quite the storyline to watch how SMU divvies up snaps when it comes to offense, teams, defense teams, things like that. That was something Scott Simons touched on today. And SMU has a lot of starters or guys that are viewed in that starter realm that are going to play on special teams. I, I'm very interested to see how things go when it comes to uh, the kick return game in particular. That That's what I'm <laughs> very intrigued by um, because SMU has options. They're also just not trying to maybe get those options hurt. Um, and if you go to the special teams, uh, piece of this right below it. Um, SMU has their place kicker, their punter, their long snapper back, but they are going to start Brian Massey back off a kick return with Keyshawn Smith um, behind him. Um, but SMU does usually do uh, two kick return guys. And then a punt return, it's going to be Roderick Daniels with Jake Bailey. So uh, some explosive guys back there in the return game. But back to receiver, Curly is just approaching this season with such a pros mentality. And I I really am excited to see how it plays out for him because he just works so hard. And Preston Stone said it today. You can watch his full interview on, on, on the Pony Express's YouTube channel, but with Preston and what he's able to do with Jordan Curley, now that he's back healthy, I, I think the sky really is the limit for that group. 
uh, of receivers overall, but especially a guy like Jordan Curley who's really been waiting his turn to be the guy. And now you have uh, Preston Stone step, stepping in and, and being able to, you know, have his true top receiver healthy and ready to go this season. Um, it's going to be very, very interesting to see how that pecking order kind of plays out between Jordan Curley and uh, Keyshawn Smith with those two being the, the top options at that spot. Then you get to uh, the other wide receiver spot on the outside, Moochie Dixon, Romello Brinson, and Jordan Hudson. Now, this one is where I, I feel really good about it, but I did think that Jordan Hudson was maybe behind Jordan Curley. It's just hard to watch in practice sometimes. They move these guys around on the outside. It's hard to figure out who plays an X or a Z wide out uh, spot in this offense uh, to the naked eye. But I think Moochie Dixon, I was a little surprised now that, especially now that I see the depth chart, that he wasn't the clear-cut number one at this spot. And I think it's a credit to Romello Brinson and how he finished fall camp. I, I feel like we saw a lot of good things done by him, but also Jordan Hudson's talent. I mean, those three guys are all listed as or. So you could plug in any of them and really just let them go and see how it plays out. I mean, that's how talented that group is overall. Um, and, and they're going to have these quarterbacks feeling really good, good about where things stand um, overall. So uh, I like what these uh, receivers bring to the table. You've got a guy like Romello Brinson, who's really bouncy and can go up and get it in the red zone and do all those things. You have Jordan Hudson, who's just oozing with talent. Moochie Dixon, who is so smooth, so, so consistent. I think he's long-term, he's going to be an unbelievable football player for SMU. I really believe that. Um, but you also have to find a way to get all these guys on the field and give them opportunities. So the good thing is, is Louisiana Tech didn't look good last week. So maybe SMU can jump all over them and, and get a lot of guys playing time. On the flip side of it, they were really good um, against the pass. They allowed four passing yards last week. That's an impressive uh, stat line. I don't care who you are unless you're playing Navy. Um, quite honestly, then you kind of, you know, maybe look at it and say, hmm, that 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 matches up. Um, but when it comes to SMU, their passing attack, they need to be on point right away. I don't think there's any doubt about that. And for this receiver group, you want to really help Preston Stone uh, do what he does best, and that is distribute the football. So get open, uh, be available, make catches when you can. This is a receiver group that has a lot of talent in a way, doesn't have much in terms of proven, consistent production. Maybe Moochie Dixon, the way Roger Daniels finished, when Jordan Curley's been available, he's been good. Jake Bailey flashed. But this group has to have somebody step up here and there. So um, it's a very intriguing position to see it play out. And then, oh, by the way, you have teams who are going to have to deal with uh, Roger Daniels and Jake Bailey as the slots, with Jake Bailey getting the start over. Roger Daniels, but both are going to play um, a ton uh, for SMU, just the way they're they're um, uh, going to get them on the field and and do different things with uh, Roger Daniels, for example. Um, Jake Bailey is explosive down the middle of the field, and Preston has a really good relationship with him. I just think you're looking at a group that is um, is really, really talented at that slot position, and so those will be a fun fun bunch to watch there. Uh, for for SMU, 
when you get to the offensive line, it's pretty straightforward. And and we somewhat nailed this group for the most part. Um, it is going to be, I think, at left guard, potentially a battle that keeps going on into the season. But you've got Marcus Bryant and P.J. Williams there at left tackle. No surprise, Marcus Bryant's your starter. P.J. Williams is going to start next year. Uh, but P.J. Williams, I will say this, he could factor in at left guard with Logan Parr, who's listed as, as the clear starter. Ben Sparks just returned to practice on Tuesday. Those three guys, they could all play at left guard. They could all see snaps there. And Casey Woods was telling us, the offense coordinator at SMU, was saying that he really wants to see somebody emerge as that sixth offensive lineman uh, for SMU. So as they get into the season, they're going to probably try and do some different rotating and things like that to give uh, people opportunities uh, to, to make their, to stake their claim uh, to their starting spot. So I, I think the, Battle for left guard. If it does keep going into the season, and Logan Parr has done a really nice job, but they have depth at that position to really maybe unseat him. I think it's going to be an interesting one to watch play out uh, if you're an SMU fan because at center, Branson Hickman has left really no no question uh, who uh, is the starter at center, and so. For SMU, they've got Logan Parr penciled in behind him. I think that's the right choice. Cam Irving, who's been who's been uh, in there here and there at center, uh, has been nicked up. He's hurt, so he won't be available. Um, when you get to uh, behind him, you're going to have to find another guy who can snap and and play. And they've found that in Logan Parr, who um, did some snapping at Texas uh, when he was with the Longhorns. So. Um, when it comes down to it, I think this is a good group. Um, this is this is a uh, group on the right side that I feel really good about with Justin Osborne, who's returning, and uh, Hyron White, who's a big, big dude out there at right tackle. I, I think this is in a really good spot uh, to be one of SME's best offensive lines. And, you know, people ask, uh, what makes you feel so good about that? Well, last year, they were one of the best pass-blocking offensive lines that I've seen at SMU. And they return three starters. They add a guy who started plenty of games in the SEC in higher and white. And that left guard, I think the cream's going to rise to the top. And Joe Bissinger wasn't perfect, but he also it wasn't bad either at that uh, spot. So the offensive line looks to be in a good spot to me, um, especially now that Ben Sparks is back. That was a nice little boost there at the end as uh, as uh, classes have started and they've been able to uh, kind of jump into that. and. Um, have him back that's really important um for um for uh smu so uh we will keep monitoring some of these position battles potentially into the season and uh see where things go um when it comes to the defensive side of the ball this is this is uh the use of or is really uh in a good spot um so uh elijah roberts Jalen Samuels are your starters at strong side defensive end. It's no surprise Elijah Roberts has been able to uh, hold down that spot. And then you've got Jordan Miller at the nose tackle spot. No surprise there. Mike Sanjo and Jiki uh, at the nose tackle backup spot alongside Corey Roberson, uh, who is a transfer from Oklahoma, who's really, really made a lot of plays. 
And Corey Roberson will also see some snaps at defensive tackle, which I think is a good thing. And I, I think that says a lot in terms of how, how much he's going to play this year, too. But here's kind of one of the first surprises, in a sense. Elijah Chapman's your starter at defensive tackle over Devere Levelston. Now I'll say this about this one. If SMU is going to bring um, – if SMU is going to bring – Elijah Chapman onto the defensive, onto the offensive side of the ball as much as they plan to, they're going to see a lot of Devere Levelston on the field over an Elijah Chapman. So you had Devere Levelston bulk up to play that spot. Um, and I think he's going to have a really, really strong season uh, for this team and, and really make a statement. Um, he's got a lot to play for. Um, this season with it being his last one, he bulked up, he did all those things. And, um, I, I'm really excited to see Devere turn it on this season. So we'll see if he can do that at defensive tackle alongside Elijah Chapman. When it comes to the bandit position, this is one of those intriguing ones, um, um, for SMU because there's so much talent and you look at a guy like Jalen Samuels who played, uh, uh, um, who played uh, a lot as a true freshman, but is now bulked up and is playing that strong side defensive end spot. And this is where I, I've said this earlier, but it is interesting to see this development for him because as you watch practice, it really doesn't look like there's a first team and a second team. It looks like there's your first team and then there's your third down unit that's going to come in and rush the passer and get after it and things like that. So Jalen Samuels does not look like Elijah Roberts at all. Uh, they're very different football players uh, from a size, length, all those things perspective. Uh, but he is on the opposite side. And that's because Nelson Paul is returning at the bandit spot. But you also have Cam Robertson, who came in from North Texas and has just been awesome. Um, and Isaiah Smith is in there as well. But he's uh, kind of in that backup role. You're going to see a ton of Nelson Paul and Cam Robertson. And we'll see if Isaiah Smith can... Um, emerge. Jaden Jones did return to really kind of a full go this week, but he's also got a cast on his left hand. So we'll kind of see how that plays out. Um, but for SMU, this is a, a really good group um, overall um, that that is uh, manning things down on the defensive side of things. And I kind of scrolled down a little bit because the safety position was a little cut off, but now we get to the linebackers. And this is, I, I kind of alluded to this in our practice notes, but Again, the timing of this was pretty uh, solid when it came down to uh, SMU revealing this this depth chart. And I think as I look at the linebacker position for SMU and what they bring to the table, they have options. They have a lot of options for this group. And if you're trying to figure out who is going to play the most amount of snaps for SMU at linebacker this season, outside of Ahmad Walker being a, an early favorite for that, your guess is as good as mine because you've got a mod walker starting at your will linebacker spot, uh, which is kind of the opposite of what he's played in the past for um, Scott Simons. From my understanding, he was their middle linebacker. And right now the middle linebacker has Kobe Wilson, Alex Kilgore, or Jaquandis Burns as your starters. And on the week, uh, the will side linebacker, you've got Chris Adamore and Jaquandis Burns behind a mod walker. Was out of practice on Tuesday. Alex Kilgore was run, running with the ones. And I don't know if that means anything at all. But I'll say this. If they're not sure 
about who the best one is, I I'm of the camp that you can let Alex Kilgore sink or swim for a bit and see how it goes. Cause he is going to be that good. And if you watched our interview with Scott Simons on uh, our YouTube channel, he doesn't really give too much as far as emotions. He's pretty low key. I have to bump the volume on his interview, which is totally fine. Soft spoken. He's, he gets after the guys in practice. So uh, he gives off the calm vibes. Uh, post-practice, but his eyes kind of lit up a little bit over Alex Kilgore, and and they really have from uh, the start. So um, I think that position is going to be one of the more intriguing ones to watch play out. And it might look one way on week one, but by the end of the season, we could see a totally different group in terms of how snaps are divvied up and all those things. But um, I think the linebacking unit, has to step up. They have to be the guys that uh, really take a lot of ownership of making this defense as good as it can be because if they're not making tackles, and Scott Simon st- said today they are feeling like they're faster at linebacker, if this defensive line is as kind of good at holding the line and creating holes for the linebackers to operate like it appears they're going to be, they have got to shoot those gaps, they've got to play fast, and they've got to make tackles, something that SMU struggled to do last season. So as you look at this linebacker depth chart, it encapsulates the word or with depth charts perfectly. Uh, Two positions, three uses of or. Uh, So they all bring something different to the table at linebacker, which is why I'm so intrigued to see how that position works out for SMU this fall. But in the secondary, this is a group that is really, really going to be good, I think, for SMU because – you return Brandon Crosley, who is now really being challenged at Nickelback by C.J. Sanders, um, the Fresno State transfer who did earn himself an or at the Nickelback spot. And I, I'm that's one of those spots where I'm intrigued to see if that or is because Brandon Crosley is going to play a lot of teams. C.J. Sanders is as well. They're going to have to divvy up snaps. It's a really hard position to play overall so they need somebody who's completely fresh in there i think cj sanders and brandon crosley bring kind of very different things to the table from time to time when they're in there um and but i was a little surprised to see cj sanders earn the or uh there on the depth chart because it just seemed like brandon crosley had really made enough plays to make that happen as as being just the lead starter but maybe maybe a carrot to keep things going in that direction for brandon crosley as a starter who finished last year really well when you get to the safety spots, Jonathan McGill and Ahmad Moses are at free safety. Um, your rover safety, Brian Massey and Isaiah Wachobia. It's worth noting that Tyron Chambers is behind Isaiah Wachobia as well. Um, Isaiah said that last week as he was awarded the number 23 jersey to represent Jerry Levias. Um, this this is pretty on point for the most part um, with, with kind of what we expected from the safety spot when we projected the depth chart last week. Uh, You've got a veteran in Jonathan McGill, who's a captain of this football team, who was a captain at Stanford. Ahmad Moses, though, has made a ton of plays since being at SMU and getting an opportunity late last season. And he's continued that. He hasn't backed down for competition. So he earns the or. Brian Massey, he looks like a total different player now that he is healthy, which is a good thing. And Isaiah Wachobia has trimmed down and, you know, has really stepped up. And we'll see kind of how it all plays out with him, you know, as he gets on the field. And, and Scott Simons was kind of real about that, too. 
but he's done enough in fall camp to be very much in play for a lot of playing time. And at corner, this is a really good sign for SMU. Charles Woods backed up by Jalen Davis Robinson. And I just think as much as Kavaris Hall, I feel like has had a good fall camp. I think the speed that Jalen Davis Robinson, the LSU transfer brings to the table is something that SMU hasn't seen in the last few years. I, I mean, maybe when Jordan Wyatt was healthy before his ACL injury, that, that's probably the closest I've seen it um, when it comes to corners and the speed that SMU has there. Um, Brandon Stevens, maybe, but I, I really think Jalen Davis Robinson, I know he has another gear. He's got uh, Al Robinson in the in the Waxahachie 100 meter times um, record book, but um, Charles Woods is going to be really, really good for SMU there. He's got to stay healthy. He's a true lockdown corner when he's healthy. Um, and Chris Meganson, no surprise, he's the veteran uh, of that Liberty defense. He comes in as a starter with Jahari Rodgers and A.J. Davis backing him up. It's about on point with what I expected at that spot, too. Um, Jahari Rodgers has had a good enough camp to thrust himself back into the middle of, of playing time and um, has the chance to um, – to um, you know, play a good bit and help this team now that he is um, he's back um, and has taken care of uh, his uh, his business off the field. So um, that is about it on the depth chart. So uh, I hope you guys enjoyed that breakdown. But we're not done just yet. I gotta say, uh, it is that time of year. Tickets are tough to come by for a lot of people, but don't be that person that is left out by missing out on tickets. Game Time and the Game Time app allows you to get last minute tickets easily, no matter if it's SMU football, comedy shows, concerts, whatever event that you might be looking for, Game Time has that for you. Use the Game Time Guarantee to get the best price you can. If you find tickets in the same section or row for less, Game Time will credit you 110% of the difference. Use promo code PONY for $20 off your first order. So download the Game Time app or go to gametime.co and use the promo code PONY for $20 off your first order. Game Time is the official ticketing partner of On the Pony Express and On Three. Uh, been thrilled to work with them. They've been um, just such a cool addition for us as college football season has approached. Um, and a lot of people have jumped on this. Um, and I mean, I get it. A lot of people are always texting me saying, Hey, do you got a beat on any SMU tickets? I'm like, I cover the team, I don't work for the team. No. So now I tell them, Go to Game Time. You can get them really cheap and easy on the Game Time app. And SMU fans, there's a lot of buzz around the program with the ACC right now. There's a lot of people that are saying, hey, I'm going to head over to Ford Stadium and get that 11 a.m. kickoff in. Well, guess what? Check out the flash deals on Game Time. You can go on the Game Time app or online at gametime.co. Use the flash deal to unlock their best deal that you can find. And they do a great job of kind of mapping it all out, whether it be cheapest, hot selling section, things like that. Um, so don't be left out by missing out on the game that you want to get to. 
And that's because you use game time. They're the way to go with all your ticketing needs. So game time, you need to download the app, create an account, and use promo code PONY for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem the code PONY for $20 off. The game time guarantee means you'll get the best price. Remember, game time will credit you 110% of the difference if you find tickets in the same section and row for less. Join the fastest growing ticketing app in the country. That's game time. Download game time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. For SMU, we're going to break down my preseason predictions on the next round of the podcast, but this team is poised now for this 11 a.m. kickoff against Louisiana Tech. I will say, Louisiana Tech, that was kind of an ugly game uh, against FIU over the um, over the weekend. I got a chance to watch a little bit of it. Um, this is a Louisiana Tech team that has Smoke Harris and not much else to help Hank Bachmeyer at quarterback. So for SMU, they're going to have to be um, honed in on where Smoke Harris is. He's kind of like Roger Daniels, Jake Bailey, where he can be moved around all over the place. Uh, Smoke Harris was named the Conference USA Player of the Week for his performance. Look, FIU jumped out to a 14-0 first quarter lead. Um, the Bulldogs did close the gap to 17-13 to at the half, and then they scored the final nine points of the game to win it. 22-17, 22-17, really ugly game uh, overall, I got to say. Um, but Louisiana Tech was able to outlast FIU. They only led for 61 seconds. Uh, that was the final 61 seconds, though, which is what matters. And I think for Sonny Cumbie and his team, you get these week zero games and you get a team like FIU, which is really supposed to be one of the worst teams in college football. and FIU was just ready to go. They were able to put it together. Um, but I think being in another season with Sonny Cumbie allowed that team to kind of stay calm and not necessarily blink. But one thing I mentioned earlier in the podcast is SMU is going to have to contend with this secondary. They've got Cecile Singleton Jr. They've got Miles Hurd. He had, uh, Miles Hurd had nine tackles, and Cecile Singleton Jr. had the game-sealing interception. This is a Louisiana Tech team that has a good secondary. If SMU's passing attack is not on point, they're going to have that ability to maybe frustrate Preston Stone and that um, passing attack for SMU. So um, coming off of a game where FIU was able to get 178 yards on the ground, that's a good sign for SMU. But overall, that Louisiana Tech defense showed their athleticism, showed their ability to really shut down the rest of the offense. Um, and they forced FIU to go just three of 12 on third down. So it was an ugly one uh, out there in Ruston, but they were able to get the dub. So um, SMU will be looking to deal Louisiana Tech their first loss of the season at 11 a.m. on Saturday. SMU Louisiana Tech kicks off um, at, a, at 11 a.m. on ESPNU. So check it out. Um, we'll be having all of your coverage the rest of the week. We'll be talking with some folks over at Louisiana Tech and kind of how um, what they're seeing on their side of things from the reporting side. Um, and we'll also preview the game and share our predictions overall. So subscribe to OnThePonyExpress.com. Just a dollar for your first month. It's a no-brainer. Jump on board. 
And also check out the 50% off annual deal we've got going right now. So appreciate you guys listening to this edition of the podcast. We will catch you guys with another one later this week. Hit the subscribe button, hit the like button. And thanks for listening to another edition of the On the Pony Express podcast. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.